0: Listener production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday the 9th of December. Today, while the Aussies will be absent at next year's Winter Olympics, the Australian Open has a bittersweet day of announcements, and the AFL announces its women's revolution. But first... If a tree falls in the woods and no-one's around, does it make a sound? I don't know. But if Mitchell Stark takes a wicket with the very first ball of the Ashes series, it makes one hell of a racket. starkey has got the brand new kookaburra. Alex Carey on debut. Rory Burns to face. Listen to the noise. Oh! oh on, smashed man. it! Oh. The stump! Oh. Knocked oh. him over first ball! Oh, oh, you oh. Trot burns. Oh. What a start that is! The castle's over! We have gone nuts As called on Triple M Cricket Yesterday Mitchell Stark sent English opener Rory Burns leg stump cartwheeling With the very first delivery of the series And it set Australia up for a dominant day with the ball As England were all out for just 147 runs Oh man, that's pathetic, that's not funny And while Starky got the Aussies off to a flyer It was Captain Cummins who did the most damage It's time Shane takes it and Cummins, the captain, gets the massive wicket of Ben Stokes. Patty's first as the man in charge. What a morning for the skipper. Not only did Pat Cummins take the crucial wicket of England talisman Ben Stokes, he also rattled off four more wickets to score his first for against England and quieten any queries about whether a fast bowler can captain his country. Hey, 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 you sh- If we wanna hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet! You hear me? You hear me? Bad light and weather forced play to be abandoned before Australia had the chance to make a dent in the Poms' poultry total. But after just one day, the weight of the cricketing world is already on the shoulders of England captain Joe Root and the English selectors, after they not only opted to leave their two most experienced bowlers, James Anderson and Stuart Broad, out of the side for the first test, but when they won the toss on a Gabba pitch that traditionally favours the team that bowls first... Root chose to bat. What the f- are you out of your damn mind? So, while it was a banner day for the new Aussie captain, England's captain will be hoping for a change of fortune when day two kicks off today. And don't forget, you can catch all the action on KO, so go sign up today. <laughs> the countdown is on to the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. But guess what? We ain't going. Do you Sorry, when I say we, I mean Australian politicians and dignitaries. Australia will join a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics in protest over China's alleged human rights abuses. Australia and New Zealand have both joined the US in their diplomatic boycott of next year's Winter Olympic Games due to begin in February over China's human rights abuses. It's the latest development in what is fast becoming a frosty relationship between Australia and China. It is not surprising, therefore, uh, that Australian government officials uh, would therefore not be going uh, to China for those games. Australian athletes will though. Australia's a great sporting nation and uh, I very much separate the issues of sport Uh, and, and these other political issues. Well, I'm glad you're separating politics and sport on this occasion, ScoMo. Now, if we could just physically separate you from actual sporting events so we don't have to see your face at every car race, cricket game and footy match, I can stop talking about you on this podcast. Yesterday, the AFL released its Women's Football Vision, a 10-year plan aimed at continuing strong growth from grassroots to the professional level that women's football has experienced since the AFLW's inception in 2017. But there are two particular big-ticket goals the game has set for itself. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. The AFL wants at least 50% of AFLW senior coaching positions to be held by women by 2030. For context, none of the 14 AFLW teams in the next season will have a female senior coach, so the game's got some work to do on that one. But the second goal will be music to the ears of the next generation of AFLW players. Money, money, money. By 2030, the AFLW players will be the best-paid female athletes in a domestic competition in the country. I mean, that's the goal anyway. Next season, the highest-paid players will earn about $36,000, while the lowest will receive $16,000. But that'll need to go up a long way if the game wants to chase down those pesky Super Netballers who agreed to a new pay deal just this year that will see the average Super Netball salary rise to $91,500 in 2022. Tennis fans, listen up. I've got good news and bad news. Let's just rip the band aid off and get the bad news out the way first. Serena Williams is out of the Australian Open. She's not coming, baby. Williams has chosen not to compete, following advice from her medical team, meaning that the 40 year old remains stuck on 23 Grand Slam victories, one shy of Aussie Margaret Court's record of 24. So what's the good news, I hear you ask? Here I come to save the day. Yesterday, the Australian Open released its list of entrants for the tournament, and guess who's on the list? Novak Djokovic is set to feature at the Australian Open next month after he was named on today's order of entry. But just because he's on the list doesn't guarantee his participation. If Novak is unvaccinated, a fact he's neither confirmed nor denied, he'll need a medical exemption, something the Victorian government seems reluctant to hand out to the world number one. Medical exemptions are only for those who've suffered anaphylaxis after receiving the vaccine, are significantly immunocompromised, or have natural immunity from the virus up to six months from infection. So, now we wait to see who's more powerful. Tennis Australia, who would want nothing more than to have the world's best tennis player at the tournament, or the Victorian Government, who have remained staunch from the get go that unvaccinated players will not be able to play in the Australian Open. Personally, I'm backing Dan Andrews in that North Face jacket of his. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 9th of December. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for your weekending edition of the scorecard. Listener.